You're listening to Mischief Media. Hey, Nonplus listeners. This week's sponsor is the OG nerd subscription box, Loot Crate. We love Loot Crate. We've got art, collectibles, and t-shirts from our own subscription adorning our shelves at this very moment. Why did you put t-shirts on a shelf? Well, I... I didn't. It's just, it's for the ad. We've got Loot Crate stuff, you know, decor. It would be weird to have t-shirts we, on a shelf. Yes, it would, but you could put it in a frame or if it's signed, you might shadow box it with other stuff. Loot you Crate could- is the monthly subscription service that partners with entertainment, gaming, sports, and pop culture brands to deliver themed crates right to your little geeky hands. Choose from a ton of different crates from specific franchises like Marvel or general themes like anime, gaming, sci-fi, and more. Best part, they offer local shipping in a ton of different countries. So geeks around the world rejoice. To get 15% off your first Loot Crate order, you've got to use our very special link in the episode description. And when you're ready to purchase, use code NONPLUSED and snag that discount. Use it for a gift. Use it for a subscription. Just don't use it late for dinner. What? Click the link in the episode description and use the code NONPLUSED at checkout for 15% off your first purchase. I'll geek to that. And one from Aller. You know, I was actually kind of surprised uh, about the, I would say, conspicuous lack of one particular song from this soundtrack. And what was that? Bow wow wow you be oh you be a bow wow you be oh you be a. Jesus. Similarly, who let the dogs out? I was just about to say who let the dogs out. It's a close second. It is. Another episode of Non Plus to Gay Rom through the Disney Plus Vault. That over there is my husband Clancy. And over there is my husband Josh. And this is Non Plus to Mischief Media Podcast. Hello, hello. Hi, honey. Hi, honey. And happy Pride to one and all. As we record, it's Pride Weekend here in Denver. Yeah. Uh, as you hear this, Pride Month will be going out the door. But if you still need some real gay shit, you can head over to mischiefmerch.com. For your nice rainbow and yas and the gay agenda merch. Yes, it's delightful and buy it all. Use code nonplus10 on any nonplus or Marvel MCU theme purchase and you can get 10% off your order per use. Yep. Uh, moving on, the secret invasion has begun, everyone. Oh, yeah. it's It started this week. We love it. Yeah. It, it's a interesting way to show Nick Fury. It's a different side of Fury than we've seen up until now. Well, and they keep telling you why. Every, like, every person that he talks to is like, the blip has really changed you, Fury. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it's it's setting up a lot of the really solid kind of espionage stuff that I liked from yes. Winter Soldier, from Civil War, from Black Widow. Even down to the font. Like, yeah. they're using the same titles, the same that they, they did in Winter Soldier. I like a so spy thriller. Great. I like a mystery. I like a whodunit. And I like a who can you trust? And that's what, that's all of that. Invasion is of, of the Body Snatchers. Yes. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. Ugh. And they're going hard too. No spoilers here because it's not fair to you. It hasn't even been a week, but some people die. Yeah. And 
that's surprising for and a it, Marvel it, it, it really, really is. I mean, part of the marketing is who can you trust? Who's a scroll? Whatever. Everything's up in the air. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. So looking forward to more. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And you clocked it as we were watching it. The intro for Secret Invasion was done in AI. Yeah. Now that said, that a company was like a, a visual development company was contracted. People yeah. who do these things got paid, comma, but I do see I, I'm on two sides of it because it was awesome and it was great for like in this instance, it was a good use case, I think. Thematically, you visually, I I, I yeah. feel like this was a good use case for AI art. I don't think they were anticipating the writer's strike. No. I don't think that's, I think that's what this is coming down. Because again, that's one of the big arguments about the writer's strike is that, you know, they're like, oh, they'll just use AI to, to generate scripts or to and at least like make pay a writer script. for a punch up. Yeah. And like, that's just not great. And like, no. but in this instance, yeah, it looks cool, but it does leave sort of a sour taste in your mouth. Um, I mean, it's, it's very mid journey. That's kind of like the vibe. Yeah. Right. That's what you're getting. And I, I feel like with a little bit more foresight and time, they might have updated or used a different, I don't know. Um, Cause again, I think in this instance, it's great. Do yeah. I want every Marvel or TV show in general to do its opening titles with AI? No. But when you're talking about shape shifting and who can you trust and things yeah. like it, yeah, thematically it works. I get it in a vacuum. I think it would be, um, I wouldn't say celebrated, but it would be called out as unique. Well, that, absolutely. And honestly, everybody that was uh, working on the project at the time, right? Like uh, because AI was becoming such a big deal. Yeah. Like there's a, uh, honestly, I, it's, it makes sense why they didn't put out the the title beforehand yeah, or anything like they that. Knew the blowback would um, happen, I bet. Yeah. So they were like, well, let's tone this down. But if this would have come out a year ago, this would have been, yeah. it, people would have marveled at this. It might have started huh. the conversation of, yes, this is good, but we need to make sure that we're setting boundaries and barriers yeah. for when we use this in a, in a back, in a different universe that conversation, this started that conversation, you know, not, not to get too much into this, but uh, one of the things is, is like, this does have to be trained by actual content. Yeah. If you feed the same thing back, like if you feed AI generated things back into AI generated things, it, you're just going to be, it's going to spaghetti. Yeah. It's, you know, putting lists on a pig. It's still yeah. a pig. There's still a, a hat place on it. a hat on a mutated hat on a hand <laughs> with seven fingers and another hat. But it, it's just, you know, it's like when we went to digital or like when Photoshop came around, it's a tool now that, yes. that creators can use. And I think that if they use it responsibly, great. Uh, and to, yeah. and to your point, a third party who specializes in stuff was paid for their creative energy to feed certain images into the AI and also to craft the right prompts. You have to, have, yeah. in this case, you have to have an understanding of the source material. You have to know, like it, this felt like a creative endeavor and not just one guy putting in a string, string of numbers and this is what happened. Effort was put into yeah, this. Yeah. So yes, to your point, a tool that can be used, but we got to start having the conversation about the best uses of it now, which is yeah. what the writer's strike is about. But yeah, there's also a new Stan Lee documentary on the platform. Yeah, and Jack Kirby Sutton has some problems with the narrative. Yeah. He... Was is quoted in the LA Times. I'll drop the link, criticizing the documentary for not going far enough in giving his father his due. His father, Jack Kirby, who is Stan Lee's partner. Yeah. Neil accused the filmmakers of glossing over Kirby's contributions in service of Lee's image and ego, calling the documentary Stan Lee's greatest tribute to himself. 
Okay. Yeah. And I'm not a comics historian. I know a couple that we could invite on and have a conversation about this if we wanted to. For sure. But I don't have enough insight into the converse, into the relationship between Lee and Kirby to have uh, anything to say about the legitimacy of any of that, comma, but I would expect a documentary about one person to be about that person and through that person's lens. Yeah, for But sure. if there is enough of that, how dare you take Jack's credit that's legitimate. Uh, okay, well then that's another documentary. Let's do a documentary about that. Yeah, and give your father some credit. But if we're just talking about Stanley's life, of course we haven't seen it, so we're yeah, literally I, talking out our ass right now. Yeah, I mean, I again, uh, we'll probably watch it at some point. But yeah. at the same time, like, uh, I I can I can understand if someone is having a criticism about it, and if it's a knee jerk reaction from them, okay, that's one thing, but. It, legitimately that might be the case a lot of documentaries are especially like this are through this rose colored glasses yeah and you know they're gonna make everybody look good and i mean now that this is on the platform and knowing that i do know published comic book historians maybe that's a future episode we've wondered how to do documentary stuff and maybe that's a way to do it yeah. to bring in another expert to help explain or or provide context anyway anyway Last but not least, The Incredible Hulk, uh, Hulk has smash. finally come to uh, Disney+. Plus. This is the Edward Norton one. Uh, it hit the platform on June 16th. It smashed into the platform. It smashed onto the platform June 16th. <laughs> you might think this is curious. You might think, huh, why are they doing this now? And then you might compare it to casting news for Captain America Brave New World, where Liv Tyler is reprising her role yeah. as Betsy Ross. It's weird that all of the timing is lining up with that, but it's it absolutely is, you know, for a reason. I mean, we ended up buying that movie because it wasn't available anywhere yeah. when I was doing a watch through of all the Marvel movies. Uh, we didn't have it. No. And so, you know, we ended up purchasing it. It's uh, it's not great. It's all right. Mm -hmm. um, all righty. As always, our research for this episode comes from Wikipedia, IMDb, Rotten Tomatoes, Box Office, Mojo, and Disney.Fandom.com slash the Disney Wiki, whichever you want to call it. Yeah. We just got a new pup. That new pup's name is Franklin. He's adorable. I love him. He is a red and white beagle. And while we were trying to figure out what to watch this month, since there's not a whole lot of gay content, we were suddenly inspired by our new friend and family member, Franklin, yes. to watch what, Clancy? Uh, we are watching uh, 2007's Underdog. Who boy did we ever. This is our second cartoon to live action this year. Yeah, it is. I hadn't thought about that. Um, and kind of same, same era of cartoons. What do you think about it? Yeah. Um, yeah. August 3rd, 2007. I had a thought as I was making these notes. Yeah. I know exactly what I was doing that weekend. Really? Yeah. That was mom's 50th birthday. Oh. And we were celebrating her beating breast cancer. Oh, wow. You know that picture that I have of me, Tiffany yeah. and Barry and her with balloons? Yeah, yeah. It was taken August 4th. Oh. The day after the release of this film. That's wild. Isn't that nuts? I graduated high school then. Holy shit. Um. Directed by Fred <laughs> Frederick Duchow. Screenplay and story by Adam Rifkin, Joe Piscatella, Craig A. Williams, and based, of course, on the underdog cartoon by W. Watts Biggers, Chet Stover, and Joe Harris. Yeah, so this one has a short running time as well. It's an hour and 22 minutes. It felt longer. It felt like fucking four hours. To be I, fair, we like took the dog out. We ordered food in between. Like we paused a couple times, but even yeah, then and, the pacing. And I, I will say this, and it's not, it's not that we went into this. No, it absolutely is because we went into this knowing it was going to be trash. Yeah. Um, but normally we don't distract ourselves 
during a watch through. We try to focus. We try to focus. This but one this did one not was rough, int- guys. I, no pun intended. <laughs> I mean, woof. Woof. That one was intended. I meant that one. Because only cowards don't intend their puns. This is this is absolutely true. Uh, let's go through the cast here real quick. So we'll start with the human cast. Yeah, we had Jim Belushi as Dan Unger. Peter Dinklage. Oh, my God. Uh, as Simon Barsinister. Patrick Warburton as Cad Lackey. John Slattery as the mayor of Capital City. Alex Newberger as Jack Unger. Taylor Momsen as Molly. Samantha B as Principal Helen L. Patterson. Susie Castillo as Diana Flores. And Jay Leno as himself. He was in this where? The Leno cameo where he says he wants to... That's right. Yeah, I'll okay. drop, we'll drop the clip in later. Yeah. For the voice cast, we have Jason Lee as Shine slash underdog, a beagle who becomes Jack's dog and a superhero. Amy Adams as Sweet Polly Purebred, a Cavalier King Charles Spaniel and Molly's dog. Brad Garrett as Riff Raff, a Rottweiler and the leader of the Bully Dogs. John DiMaggio as the, as Bulldog and Super Shep. Phil Morris as Mame. Michael Massey as Kill. Cam Clark as Attack and Little Brown Dog. Danny Mastro Giorgio as Crazy Dog. And Jess Harnell as Astronaut. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Like we said, we knew this was going to be trash going in. We did not have high expectations. Neither of us had seen this. No, I mean, we looked at the Rotten Tomatoes, and I think that's really where it was like, oh, no. Should we just get into this? Because we talked about AI for 10 minutes. into it. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is Simon Bar-Sinister, the wickedest man in the world. He was evil and crazy. Simon and his wacky henchman, Cad, schemed to rule the universe. But each time they were foiled by me, the greatest superhero who ever lived, Underdog. When criminals in this world appear and break the rules that they should fear, fighting all who see or hear, the cry goes up on fire and for Underdog. In the capital city town hall, a beagle on the police bomb squad sets off a false alarm. Ridiculed and rejected, the beagle leaves in shame and is abducted off the street by Cad Lackey, who takes him to Simon Barsinister's lab, where Cad works as an assistant. Bitter that his proposal for genetic experimentation was declined, Barsinister plans to prove the mayor wrong by testing his new serum on the beagle. The beagle escapes and runs amok in the lab, starting a fire and becoming exposed to various chemicals which modify his DNA and give him superpowers. After his escape, the beagle avoids an encounter with a Rottweiler named Riffwaff and his lackeys. Dan Unger strikes the beagle with his car, but thanks to the serum, the dog is unharmed. Dan takes him home and names him Shoeshine after the dog licks his shoes. Dan's teenage son, Jack, becomes jealous of Shoeshine's attention. Okay, so the song that this opens up with, yeah, I thought was Hero by the Foo Fighters. Because... <laughs> That's exactly what it starts off with is those drums with the bass coming in and then a guitar. Yep. So part of me was like, did they intend to get that? Or was it the director was like, hey, I need a song that has the word underdog in it, but I want it to sound like the song Hero from Foo Fighters. They didn't bother trying to update the George of the Jungle theme song. What were they trying to do? Make this one right. or something? At least make it a little like make it cartoonish because this movie is ostensibly cartoon. The the 3D is done portly. Everybody's a fucking caricature. Yeah, agreed. I I had a note at one point, like, how do we feel about the animation on the talking? It doesn't bother me. It's not Uncanny Valley. It's just bad. It really is. I can see that there was work put into it. I'm not I'm not saying that the like, you know, the artists on this did a bad job or anything like that. I mean, this is obviously 2007 and they were tracking the dogs. But like, again, it just it didn't look believable. 
I don't think you need to worry too much about the feelings of the artist who animated the mounds of those dogs. I'd be very surprised if any of them was listening right now. I mean, and they might true. be able to say objectively, yes, almost 20 years ago, animating dogs' mouths looked like ass. <laughs> they would probably agree. It's the same shit like they do with talking babies. It just I mean, like, mm, they can't get it right. Uh, I do like that the intro gives us a little rundown of the cartoon because yeah. I wasn't familiar. But then outside of some key figures, Cad and Bar Sinister. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, you don't even get that. the You know how there's like the mobster dog in the cartoon? That's yep. the Rottweiler. Yeah, oh yeah. You don't make that connection if you don't know uh, the cartoon. Yeah, I guess that's fair. So, yeah, it, it feels like a lot of these ideas were good in theory. The movie is good in theory. Like on paper, this sh Mm, this could have been this could have been done well. I bet ten years sooner it could have been done better, and felt right. Like because when they were doing a lot of this George of the Jungle type shit, yeah, and bringing cartoon Mister Magoo, all of that live action shit, yeah, like this feels like it was too little, too late. Yeah, very much so. Also, um, this is not how police dogs signal. They sit. They don't bark. Yeah, they don't. Like it, it, there's a, there's a lot of there's a lot of things that are be, being made here. Uh, uh, but I know this is a movie for kids. Really, the ham? I bet you didn't know that a beagle's sense of smell is 55 times stronger than a human's. Well, mine's not. It's a gift from the American Pork Association. <laughs> I want a full debrief now. In a, in a box of evidence? In the middle of, like, Congress? No, it's not, it's the State House. Still. And it's supposed to be like City Hall in the in Capital City. It's actually I mean, the Rhode Island State House, and the governor was really mad when they put up a fake flag. I'll, ah! link, I'll link an article. It's a whole oh, thing. my God. It, a bomb, for a, a dog to get that far, like to be on the bomb squad, it would, yeah. it would not alert on a ham. And it also, if it did, it would be a failure of the, the police force or the, the people that are not training the, dog. the dogs. Like, like, it's not the dog's fault. Yes, there's a false positive, but it's better safe than sorry. Like, that's that's the other thing is if it were a bomb and you just dismissed it because, oh, it might be a ham. I mean, it's, you know, it's that age old. Is it a bomb or a ham? You know what I mean? People do like the way she says ham. Ham. The narration would have us believe that this is a prequel to the cartoon. Yeah. Despite <laughs> the cartoon being from the 60s. Yeah. Like, it, it, why, why reference the cartoon at all? Why not just contemporize it as a... Because I was, as we're watching this, I'm like, yes, this follows the narrative beats of a superhero origin story. That's why I mean, like on paper, yeah, this isn't a bad idea. No, I won't say it. I'll retract my previous statement. I don't think it necessarily. What's going to bring this from a working idea on paper to a good idea on the screen is a completely different artistic team. Absolutely, absolutely. But on paper, the way this is outlined, is it? It's structurally a quote good superhero story oh yeah honestly nowadays if they did a marvel movie that was centered around cosmo it'd be fucking delightful right there's a lot of trash here there is speaking of cad kidnaps the as yet named shoeshine yeah takes him to this lab which i guess he's able to get in past security but dr bar sinister has to badge in uh sir excuse me uh, we're not open right now uh no access to the labs. Oh, really? I'm sorry. That's all right. Don't worry about it. Or wait. What's this? What does this say? Uh, all access. Sorry. It's okay. You all make mistakes. But I forgive you. 
because that's the kind of person I am. Humble. Yeah. I don't know. My point is, is that Shushine is talking to a Chinese crested who's really nervous and telling him, you know, what's going to go on or whatever. Yeah. And he asks what, what's wrong with his hair. And he's like, something's wrong with my hair or whatever. This place makes the pound look like the dog park. Well, don't get me wrong. By day, it's okay. But at night, once everyone's left, that's when the freaky stuff happens. What kind of freaky stuff? Wait, what'd they do to your hair? Why, what's wrong with my hair? Uh, uh, nothing. <clears throat> nothing at all. You were saying about the freaky stuff? <laughs> I take issue with this on behalf of Chinese Crested's and the people who love them. That's yes. how they look. Yes, they That's are how those super dogs cute. Look. Yeah, I, they are definitely acquired taste because it is a naked mole rat with a mohawk. Like, it, that's what I mean, those dogs are. Oh, absolutely. It's the same people that, like, you know... Uh, like Sphinx Cats. Sphinx Cats. Yeah. Hashtag Che. Hashtag Che. Because they're <laughs> hypoallergenic, you know. Oh, yeah. But they do require a little bit of extra care. If you were wondering, yes, you do have to put sunscreen on those dogs if you take them outside. Yeah. And they um, do need to wear sweaters. They, yes. Like, you need to keep them warm. But how you climate. denigrate the Chinese Crested's gorgeous Ugh. look... Yeah. By implying that it's some sort of freak science experiment. Yeah. How dare you? That Crested was slaying. It was absolutely slaying. Yeah. Dinklage is <laughs> playing Bar Sinister yeah. so fucking deep. Yeah, they're, he's in they a different need, movie. He is. They need the creative team that he's imagining in his head. <laughs> I know. Because we know Dinklage is an amazing actor. Anything that he can do, he fucking knocks out of the park, right? Yes. You pointed out that much like in Elf, he's playing an angry elf. A grumpy elf. A grumpy yeah. elf, like, or, right? Or, or ang yeah, right. It is angry. That's the word. Um, yeah. Eh, my I God. do like that, that, you know, and this is one of Dinklage's things, like his height is not the issue. Like, no. it's just this is a short character. No, and he's got like the and gravitas that he brings into a scene is a lot. It's just so but disjointed like, from everything else around it. But him versus Jim Belushi is just not great. No. Like it's just like again, it feels like they're they're acting in two separate movies. Actually, I, Jim one Belushi of them is a made even, for TV movie. The yeah. other one is Game of Thrones. Because Belushi's not even really acting. He's just no. saying lines as Jim Belushi. Pretty much. I mean Um also did you know a bar sinister is an indicator in heraldry of someone who was a bastard. Oh. And it's sinister because it goes from the shield bearer's left, top left, to the yeah. bottom right. Because sinister is left. Wasn't he a bastard in... No, that was Jon no, Snow. that was Jon Snow. Yeah. He, he killed I, his mother in game. Sorry, I, I don't... She died, well, she died in childbirth. Right. Which I, is why his father hated him and why What's-Her-Bucket hated him. Exactly. And I, pinched his little acorn penis when he was a baby. <laughs> Uh, That's a line from the book. I know it's a line from the book. <laughs> I, I think they even you know say it on the show. I, and you know what? I, I've never read the book, so you know I know nothing. Jon Snow. Okay, there was this cat dog. Did you see that one with the, the cat spots? dog? Was it was a meowing <laughs> leopard dachshund, and it was kind of creepy. <laughs> it was really creepy. It was really creepy. Immediately after that, when the when Shushan gets out and starts running around, I was like, okay. Yeah, that's a beagle because yeah. our dog would absolutely run over every surface in this house if it could. Yeah. Just for funsies. This guy, Franklin, our new blessed beagle, is just four-wheel drive. Uh, will be. He's a, basically a cat. All the time. Wants to be on top of everything. Everything. He'll skid across the coffee table and jump to the couch. Yeah. It's kind of cute. Yeah. But can be dangerous if there's, you know, beverages on the table. Absolutely. Absolutely. How does this serum work? Because... He's trying to chase him with it in a syringe. Yeah. But then, a la The Flash, he just gets knocked into a bunch of chemicals. Yeah. Spoiler alert. But yes. Um, uh, 
I guess it's not really because it's not, it, if you've seen any iteration of the Flash, it all gets splashed on him and then it goes into his skin. Yeah, and then it also kind of gets on Bar Sinister, but it doesn't make him a superhero. It makes his b- head weird. Oh, I thought that was just from the TV falling on him. Oh. Oh, I guess so. Yeah, the scene is is it's, fucking bonkers. It's bonkers. And like there's this the console that that the underdog is running all the way around is it's all making a bunch of beeps and boops whatever like it's It looks it's, like Homer Simpson's console at the nuclear factory. Very very much so. Nuclear factory? Is it a nuclear factory or is it a nuclear power, it's plant. A power plant? That's yeah. cuz they're not making nuclear. It's already been made. It's already been made. Yes. Uh and also the way that I don't know if it's actually Patrick Warburton as Cad or his stunt double, but this man, anytime he's quote unquote hit by this dog, yes. he flies across the scene. Oh and, my God. And across furniture, into walls. Like you know, he's falling down the stairs later and bonks ahead. Like it's just the commitment of whoever's doing the physicality for Cad is next level. Yeah. Patrick is in another movie as well. Out of everybody else, he is doing his Kronk character. It feels here. a bit more Lemony Snicket to me. Oh, okay. Because he's talking to himself, and, and in some cases, it feels like to us. Yeah. And nobody else is in his world. Yeah, pretty much. Sometimes Bar Sinister is. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, the I I I don't understand why we needed a father son story here. Yeah. The, they clearly struggled from the cartoon, which doesn't have like Underdog is not uh, someone's pet in the cartoon he's just right. an anthropomorphic dog just like Polly purebred is an anthropomorphic dog i think of it kind of like the bonkers cartoon where there were tunes and humans mm. i don't understand why we needed a father-son story for this because it's not executed all that way it, we didn't need to have that kind of conflict as a b or c plot it wasn't yeah. necessary and i think it helped to drag this shit out I bought a dog well no i didn't buy him i uh i found him on the street he's cute isn't he Thought maybe we can go for walks, you know, take him on a hike. Hikes, oh, fun. Hey, look at that. I think we should call him Shoeshine. Well, considering all the other things he probably licks, I think that's the best call. Jack, I, I just thought he would be good for you, you know. Yeah, take your mind off a few things, that's all. Listen, I'm telling you I am fine, all right? Okay. I agree. Like, that could have been dropped out. It could have just been that he had a happy family and he was just an angsty teen. That would have been fine. Yep. And he found this, like, honestly, it would have been better if he would have found the dog and then it be his, and then him convincing his family to keep this dog. Right. And then he realizes that the dog has superpowers and then tries to keep that from the family. Yes. That's fine. But this whole single dad quit the force to stay with his son and then he puts it's all of that weight on the son rigmarole. Like, my god that was unnecessary totally and going unnecessary. over the heads of any child that is watching this movie yeah like it's not necessary because it's not like it's not there there's not enough there there for no anyone watching it to actually give a shit no and it's not like it's a pixar movie where like the things that are for parents are profound right. you know things this is eh. Also, they're going to cast Samantha B and not give her anything funny to say. I know. Forging a doctor's note, Jack. Is this what it's come to? I didn't forge it. So you expect me to believe that you have monkeypox? <coughs> it's pretty bad. Okay. Kind of funny that this teen was like, oh, yeah, I got monkeypox. Bitch, you've been at the club. <laughs> How you got monkeypox? <laughs> oh, God. How you got monkeypox, little boy. Little boy. You got, got a fake ID? 
You got an 18 and up night? What are you doing? Yeah, here. Yeah. The, I have a line here that the suspension of disbelief at this point is very hard. Like, it goes right out I, the window in I'm about just, 20 more minutes. I'm just, I can't. I can't. I mean, could you have, it's a flying dog, so. <laughs> sure. And honestly, the dog portions of it are fine. It's yeah. just everyone else. Yeah. And then again, you've got Peter Dinklage, who is just literally in his own world. Yeah. And not, uh, man, it's so disjointed. It's almost like the Dinklage stuff is going for a Schumacher Batman vibe. A little bit. But it doesn't quite get there because nothing else in the movie fits that. No. And not everybody Honestly, is committed. That's the as way it, maybe they should have. Maybe they should have gotten Schumacher on there. But, I mean, yeah. It would have looked better at least. For sure. As actors in these, and I'm not, not trying to disparage any anybody's acting chops, but like. If you, you expect Dinklage to come knocking on the door to complain? No, but if he's doing this and he's seeing everybody else act terribly, all it's doing is just more disservice. Maybe well, stoop sure. down a little bit. I but don't know. Here we are 16 years later. And he's doing the most. And he's doing the most and probably still cashing Disney checks. Oh, absolutely. I mean, he's got a residual from what we just watched. And he's got them from Infinity War. That's true. He don't give a shit. He don't give a shit. You have so much empathy for these actors and I performers. I really do because it's just so. When the job of this podcast is to poke fun of all I of this. Know, it's just so trash. All right. That's all I have. Let's keep going. Same. Still unaware of his new power, Shoeshine accidentally makes a large mess when left at home alone. When Jack returns, Shoeshine shocks both of them by verbally apologizing. After the initial shock passes, Jack and Shoeshine talk and bond over their respective direction to Molly and Polly, Jack's friend and her dog. The two friends then test Shoeshine's powers, discovering he has super speed, strength, hearing, and smell in the process. When Molly and Polly are kidnapped, Shoeshine rushes to their aid, discovering that he can fly. After discreetly rescuing him, Shoeshine returns home with Jack, making him promise to never reveal his powers. Cad shows up at the door looking for Shoeshine, but Jack fools him into leaving. Bar Sinister and Cad later find new lair beneath the city and plan a robbery to fund the rebuilding of Bar Sinister's lab. Seeing Cad's heist on the news, Jack convinces Shoeshine to intervene. Shoeshine disguises himself as a fish, saves the hostages, and defeats the thugs assisting Cad in the robbery. Cad, however, escapes. Adopting the alias underdog, Shoeshine becomes the city's resident superhero, donning a shrunken red sweater and blue cape as his disguise. This is where I have the note that as he's exploring the house and understanding his powers, mm -hmm. like this is all standard superhero origin story fare, but I am so uninterested. I am too. Like this is, it's just... Bleh. There's, Boring. There's a lack of clarity because he's narrating this film. Yeah. He, underdog, shoeshine. He has had conversations with other dogs. We don't know if they were necessarily in earshot of people. Mm -hmm. And so it's not clear if the serum or whatever made him able to speak English or just... I, I don't get it. Because yeah. then he doesn't bark normally. Yeah, it's like I don't get it. Yeah, it, it it's it is weird the the hills that they decide to like build here. Like, like it's, they're trying to add realism to a live action adaptation of a cartoon about a superhero dog. I think it's not so much realism as it is logic. They're trying to add logic to it, and it and again, it's there is it's illogical the whole thing. Yes, and so if you're it, it, there's no reason you don't you, I, you could literally explain it with a joke. It's just stupid. It really hard to suspend my disbelief with yep. all of this uh, just trying to watch it and be like mm, okay 
my what? name is Earl is this dog, whatever. Right. Like, nah. And then when they scream, that's when the CG mouth really. Did you hear something? No. Did you? Did you just talk? Huh? What? Hmm? Whoa, 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 wait a minute. You can understand me? Oh God! You're talking. I'm talking. Like it's just and, uh, it. And, it was terrifying. And the the son. What was his name? Uh, Jack. Jack. Jack scream is just like. Did, ah. Yeah. It. It was. It Worth was not noting, great. <laughs> I think I'm pretty sure this was this actress' last film. Uh oh, poor thing. He's kind of cute, Jack. If you grew up handsome, give us a call. Yeah, I will say though, and this is probably the only thing that I love about this movie. Mm. Polly the dog. Polly purebred. <laughs> yes. Who again? They had to make up an owner for her because she doesn't have an owner in the cartoon because she's just an anthropomorphic dog with a blonde bob. Yeah. And they go with Molly. Shh, that's Molly, a reporter for the school paper. Oh, she'll have a field day with you. Just speak, dog. Arf, arf. Hey, how's it going? Good. Were you just talking to someone? Just my dog. I've got my dog too. Polly! Lady, when you're with me, I'm smiling. Jack is so worried about her being on the school paper and exposing his dog's secret. <laughs> what? I don't know. What? She's like, uh, yeah, th there's this whole subplot of her being some reporter. She's this film's Lois Lane. It's so stupid. Like it, they're, they're, they're also writing those Superman parallels hard. Yeah. I, more to come from this later when we get to it. Molly's character is, is unnecessary to say the least. Polly's character is unnecessary. They're both just damsels in distress. I, honestly, I, I think don't know. you just like the look of a Cavalier King Charles. I think I you do. just think a King Charles is cute. Yeah, uh, she was bounding. And we don't mind Amy Adams. And girl, get yeah. your get your paycheck for one day of ADR. I've never seen you here before. Are you new to this park? Oh, uh, yeah. I just uh, relocated. Uh, you smell wonderful, like a half-eaten pig's ear. Excuse me, pig's ear. Is that what passes for a pickup line? No, 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 I, uh... Well, I gotta get going. Come on, Polly. Master calls. So, uh, will I see you again? Look, you're a cute beagle and all, but I want a little pizzazz in a relationship. A guy who can sweep me off my feet, you know? They destroyed that, that public park. Yes. They just, just dug, dug a giant the fuck hole out of that public park. Left. And then left. And then dipped. Uh-huh. The landscaping fees, I'm just saying. The they're land, gonna be yeah. they're gonna be out of out of this world. When Cad comes by looking for is a lost beagle, I can't really do a Patrick Warburton because it's very very down here. I, I I'd have to work on it. I don't know <laughs> I don't know what this is. Wait, anyway, he comes by looking for the dog Of all the gin joints in all the world. This is what I'm saying. <laughs> this is what I'm he, saying. He knocks on that door and is like, Have you seen this beagle? I'm looking for my beagle. Does tricks and stuff. I'm I'm sorry. I haven't seen him. What was that? That was my um my grandpa, you know, and look, he's blind and we're just rearranging the furniture. Are you alright in there, Gramps? Who are you calling Gramps? Now get back in here and help me move the couch. The the thing that gets me the most about this is that People have dogs. Yes. Why couldn't he just say, oh, yeah, that's my dog? 
Right. That I've had since childhood. Whatever. Right. Would have been a believable lie. And you just had to say that it was also, your deaf wh- grandpa? Why, like, what is this? Why does this stranger need to know what's going on in your house? Just shut the door, kid. Stranger danger. But also, Cad pushes in the door. Yeah. No, no, stranger no, 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 no. That's bad. Danger. Yeah. Call the cops. Call the cops. But he doesn't trust the cops because his dad used to be one. Uh, <laughs> see, this, that, you know what? That's, that explains it. That, that. I am now okay with this father-son plot because of this. I'm just fucking kidding. It's nonsense. Yeah. Doors are expensive as he's like flying through. Underdog is learning how to fly. Yes. Where we see that Subway was a sponsor because he flies through a $5 foot long, <laughs> presumably. Yes. And you see very clearly the Subway rapper taking up half the fucking <laughs> I know. Shot. It's so stupid. But again, it, this the animation here is just garbage. It's 2007. Disney was doing pirates at this time. That, they were yeah. doing fucking Davy Jones. Yeah. This should have looked so much fucking better. It really should have. Uh, so Bar Sinister is finding his new lab, and he says, this is perfect. He's under the city. <laughs> Apparently, it smells like a men's room. Yep, that's great. Oh, already the flames of inspiration are licking at my brain. Unencumbered. This, my new laboratory. Kind of smells like a men's room. So much the better. This seems like the wrong vibe for our work. Seems a little precocious. Why? Why is this lab perfect? Why is it great that it smells like a men's room? Why is he still playing fucking King Lear? I don't know. In this film. It's so weird. I, I, I half expect, and I know that this is not a King Lear reference, but it's one Shakespeare line that I can pull. I half expect him to turn around and go, tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow creeps on this petty piece from day to day. That would have elevated the movie. <laughs> that would have made it better. Even the name Shoeshine is just so... I don't know if his name in the cartoon, if his name is Shoeshine. I don't remember. I, and again, I don't think so because anthropomorphic dog. Right. Not somebody's dog. pet. Yeah, exactly. Uh, again, it's just, it all just seems sort of lazy and weird. And I, just, I, I really don't understand it. He was trained as a police dog. Yes. Right? So he should have literally the best training in the world. The, these dogs understand commands. They are astute. Right. Yeah. Especially bomb sniffing dogs. Yes. Like, it's just, again, it's all just so lazy. And and honestly, here, I didn't really pick up that he was trying to hide his police dog past from Jack. Because what does it matter? Yeah. What does it matter? And why hasn't he explained to Jack exactly how he got his powers? Exactly. He's avoiding that as well. And it doesn't, like, it's never explained. And honestly, for me, it just makes me more confused as we're going through this, it's like, just tell him. What does it matter? I've just done a little bit of research that, uh, you know, a more professional podcast would probably do ahead of time. Oh, wow. In the cartoon, Underdog was just called Shoeshine Boy. He was a shoeshine boy. But oh. as Underdog, he also always spoke in rhyme, which is what that is about. And this film goes out of its way to over-explain and set in logic every little thing about Underdog. Why he rhymes. Hot dogs, hot dogs, that's what I got. Hot dogs, hot dogs, nice and hot. Why is he talking like that? He's rhyming. You know, it's a a gimmick to get people's attention. That seems like a strange convention for you to mention. (laughs) 
where his costume came from. Yeah. All of it over exaggerated and pointed like, oh, no, this could actually happen. See, we're going to ground this. It's logical. What? And to that point with with his costume. Yes. I don't understand the trope in movies of putting something in the dryer and then have it coming out like comically small. That doesn't happen. You know, you say that I once bought a cashmere sweater yeah. from Old Navy. I know that's hard to believe. It was very limited. It was like we got 10 of them. It was oh, when wow. I worked there. Yeah. We, like we were in a store that normally got the high end shit. Mm. And there was one and it fit me and I loved it. And my mom washed it and dried it and it could not fit my sister. Oh, it got real small. Okay, so I get, but still, my fucking mind was so fucking mad. It's just a, it's regular sweater. It's not even like. Uh. Also, he's like, it's my dad's college sweater. It just says you university. He went to university, right? An underdog comes from. Oh, we explained the concept of an underdog because the baseball team sucks. Yeah. What? Uh. Sticks, balls, and running in one game. So clever. So inspired. Not our team. We're always the underdogs. Oh, nope, never heard of that breed. Is that a dog from Australia? No. Look, an underdog is is someone who's been counted out, and nobody expects them to win. Yeah, I know the feeling. We had to do, it's just so many fucking stupid things. So many fucking stupid things. I do like the line. They were talking about, like, dogs sniffing butts and that, and that, Humans don't sniff butts, but that's not entirely true. No, it's not. <laughs> well, no, the line was. We're interrupting with breaking news. One of our camera crews following the local police have stumbled upon a local jewelry store robbery. The thieves have taken several hostages. You know, you never see dogs hurting each other for money. You never see people sniffing each other's butts. Mm, Touche. And to your point, yeah, sometimes people get real close to another human's butt. Yeah. Sometimes humans do butt stuff. <laughs> But that's a different podcast. It is a different podcast. So the jewelry store heist. Yes. What kind of jewelry store is this? I thought it was a museum because I looked away for five seconds. (laughs) Like it's like an exotic jewelry store, I guess. I'm sorry. Do they have funky jewelry? (laughs) (laughs) Come on. Don't look at me if she... Hadn't pulled the silent alarm, you two wouldn't be getting a timeout. Got it. We got it. This is where I had the note. They're following a, a solid narrative structure because the hero had his change. He was presented with the call. He declined it. He got a second presentation of the call, and now he's accepting it. Like yes. the structure's there. It is. But it I, it's deflating slowly like a flan in a cupboard. But also, this is almost three-fourths through the movie. It, we spent a lot of time. They're taking too much time. <laughs> like, it's, it's This so all should have been act one shit. It really should have. Ugh. We spent all this time trying to explain underdog. Like, trying, it, to, trying to get you to buy in that this could happen. And I was already like, I've, I've, I've already asked for my refund at this point. <laughs> like, you can't. At this point, you're not selling anything to me. You're not no. trying to salvage anything. I would just say, just get on with it and get out and get out of here. Yes. Like, ah, also, man. how does Patrick Warburton still look like Patrick Warburton with pantyhose on his head? Oh, right. Like, he did not look disguised. <laughs> he didn't look and disguised. the other two guys had ski masks on. Yeah. Why did not Patrick have a ski mask on? That was odd phrasing, but I went with it. 
it was in his writer uh, that he I had, guess that it has to have his and likeness. This one lady's got a fox, like a literal fox stole. And oh, yeah. He thinks that it's passed out. Evening, officers. Whoa, whoa, hold your fire. The jewels are safe. There's a fox passed out on the floor. And yes, I'm dressed like a fish. Keep up the good work. <laughs> it's a funny line, but Jesus. Yeah. Again, it's it's like hammering. Like it, it's it's. The basis of a funny joke was there, and then they just took it out back and just beat it to fucking death. Like no, it's they just... stretched it. They were like, "We need to make sure oh, we fully enough. explain everything." And it's just it... you have to wonder if they were considering sequels or anything like that. I feel like this could have been a franchise if it had been pulled off effectively. Absolutely, absolutely. But eh, here we are. Here we are. So he's getting into costume. We're testing out catchphrases. Yeah, it's perfect. But we're still gonna need something else to get people's attention. Yeah, you're right. A flying dog in a red sweater isn't enough. You know, like a catchphrase. Like, up, up, and away. Or, it's clobbering time. That's the thing's catchphrase from Fantastic Four. At the time, in 2007, Disney had not acquired Marvel, and even if it had, Fantastic Four still would have been a universal property. Yeah. So why are they saying it's clobbering time? It's weird. Oh, there's this one scene where they throw the frisbee again, and instead of going after the frisbee, he goes around the world to catch the frisbee. And comes back in a condong and like a kimono. It's so racist. So fucking racist. Like what the fuck? And the like, Kung Pao chicken was. God damn it! It's 2007. Why are we still doing this? Yes. Yeah, that's all I have. Uh, well, I had. He's trying out his catchphrases, and this is where the rhyming comes in because, of course, we had to overexplain oh, yeah. the rhyming. And one of his first ones is "Underdog is furry," but I heard it as "Underdog is a furry," <laughs> um, <laughs> which I honestly better movie. There's no need to worry. Underdog is furry. No, that's not it. And then this is where we get Leno in this montage. That's right. I wanted to have Underdog on the show tonight, but as you know, he's not allowed on the couch. Yeah, that's sort of a problem. I don't know if I've ever told it on the podcast, but you know, I met Leno once. I didn't know this. You didn't know this? No. Spring Break 2007. Spring Break 07. We went to Universal Studios. Uh, it was me, Allie, and Blair. We met Evan and Brian there. Yeah. We were going in, and there's Jay Leno, and he's doing because you know how he did that man on the street shit? Oh, yeah. You have told me the yes. story now. Okay. Producer yeah. comes up. She's like, do you, do you mind ask, answering questions about religion? No, I don't. Filled out the thing. I said I had just graduated from school as an actor. They said, don't say that. We don't want people to think we get actors in here. Yada, yada, yada. Bible trivia is what it is. I get eight out of 10 correct. The two I got wrong were, what did Lot's wife turn into when he looked back? The okay. answer, of course, is pillar of salt. Um, I did not know and did not give a funny enough answer for that one. I didn't give any funny answers, really, because I got all of them right until the last one. When he said, what did Judas give up Jesus for? 30 pieces of what? And I said, I, I don't know. He goes, well, give me something. I was like, bread? <laughs> Jay Leto goes, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, was given up by Judas for 30 pieces of bread? And I looked him square in the eyes and said, times were tough, Jay. <laughs> That's ridiculous. I assume that it never went in. No, because yeah. I called mom. I was like, you need to watch. They're going to be at Universal. They're going to be asking Bible trivia. She saw the episode come on and she was like, I didn't say you own it, but these people are so fucking stupid. And I was like, well, that's why you didn't see me on it. Is your mom here? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Wow. <laughs> oh, jeez. Wow. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> 
No, it's fine. There, there, there are listeners legitimately worried right now. I'm fine. It's fine. Okay. What's... Laughter is how I cope. <laughs> All right. Let's fuck it. We're only, we're, uh, oh God, let's keep going. Bar Sinister repeatedly fails to recreate his serum and sends Cad to obtain a sample of Underdog's DNA. Shoeshine is rebuffed by Polly, but gets a date with her as Underdog. Cat fails to capture Underdog, but obtains his collar, which contains his secret identity's name and address. Bar Sinister and Cad kidnap Dan and force him to call Shoeshine for help. Shoeshine and Jack attempt to rescue, but Bar Sinister uses both Jack and Dan as hostages to convince Shoeshine to give up his DNA. Bar Sinister synthesizes Underdog's superpowers into pills, feeds Shoeshine an antidote to the serum, and feeds the super pills to three trained German shepherds. He and Cad leave the family trapped in the sewers, but Dan's police experience allows him to free everyone. They pursue Bar Sinister with a hypodermic needle filled with the antidote. Uh. So this whole scene with them trying to capture yeah. Shoeshine starts with Cad dressing up as an old lady and dangling yep. from a building. Mm -hmm. I, it, uh, <laughs> I just, I don't know. I mean, Patrick Warburton doing drag. I mean, I'm here for it. He you know, was... I did. I did think I, I need to find a cute little heel like that. <laughs> That's a cute little two-inch, little, little, little guy, you know. Little, little some, kitten heel. Some, something for a nice brunch. Yeah, yeah. But I, I did think it was funny that he was doing drag while being dragged down the street. Yes. <laughs> Screaming about his parts and how they hurt. Oh, yeah. You're safe now, ma'am. And in the future, try to stay away from open windows. Lovely. I'm so grateful. Little treat for you. Little treat for you. Yes. Call the choke chain. What's the matter, doggy? Can't breathe. Hey, it's you. Let's go. As soon as I knew it was Cad, well, I took him for a little walk. He's talking about how his dick is getting dragged off. Well, because he didn't tuck. He didn't tuck. This is why you tuck. This is why you tuck. So they're going to go on a double date. Yeah. Two humans, two dogs. Yeah. And it's at the library. Oh, fun. All right, come on. We're going to go meet Molly and Polly at the library. Cool. A double date? Look, it's not exactly a date. Whatever. But when I give you the look, make yourself scarce so I can make my move. Your move. You have a move. Yeah, I use my front paws and drag my butt on the ground. Chicks dig that. Okay. Now, I'm all for dog-friendly businesses. Uh-huh. But dogs do not belong in the library? At all. No. No. Why are you a library is a quiet place. It's just so stupid. And also, like, they were sharing that plate of spaghetti, and there's one meatball, and he like, it's here, very, have the meatball. Yes, it's very uh, Lady and the Tramp. Yeah, but when she, when, when fucking Polly goes. There's only one meatball. Why don't you have it? Oh, no thanks. I'm on a diet. No, I, I insist. Uh-oh. And earlier when she's being Why? horny and talking about how there's not a hose cold enough to break that up, like she's talking about dog sex. Would Underdog have backed down from that mongrel? Underdog. Oh, the way his ears flop when he flies, that shimmering coat. Could you imagine me off leash with Underdog? Hmm. There isn't a hose cold enough to break that up. This is inappropriate. It's this is inappropriate. What? Honestly, what's inappropriate is the way that Underdog flies around with her. She just puts a paw up on his paw. Yeah. 
This doesn't work. It doesn't. That's not how There's this no is. They're, thumbs. they're literally trying to recreate the Superman Lois Lane scene. Uh, she could have, he could have, you know, picked her up by the collar. Of course, that would have choked her out. There's no, this didn't. By the gruff, at least. Or something, something. This didn't need to happen. Or she hopped on the back or something. You but know? then it would have looked like they were humping. The yeah, wrong way. It would have been more believable. I, we, you know. Here's another fun story from my childhood. Oh. My mom didn't have her poodle fixed for a while because she wanted to try to breed her. Bless. Uh, that dog lived till she was like 17. And when she would get in heat and we had this other male dog named Pierre, a male poodle named Pierre. <laughs> I just picture that gif of like, it's been 84 years. Yes. <laughs> You've also just watched Titanic. Anyway, Cinnamon, that was the female dog. That was my mom's poodle's name. We get into heat. Pierre was fucking stupid and wouldn't engage. <laughs> and so Cinnamon would jump on Pierre's back and try to hump him. Oh, no. Yes. And he'd be like, what are you doing? And jump off the couch. And she'd be on his back still humping and pumping <laughs> as he launched off the couch. She takes after daddy. And, that, and that's, that's why I could say definitively, I don't think that would have looked any better. They could have just not done yeah, the scene. They could have just not done it. Could have just not done it. Oh, yeah. Because again... We get the we get underdog picking up Jack by his hoodie that is open, which would have slipped off. Yeah, he would have slipped off and fell to his fucking death. Yes, have Jack hold your collar. In that case, it's better because we know you're a super dog he and you're thumbs. not gonna get choked out. Yes, yes. Uh, Stupid. I I just and you can't convince me that Polly wouldn't know that Shushan and Underdog are the same dog because she's a dog and can smell. Exactly. She would know. And, and honestly, he does nothing to disguise his face. I don't what understand. Is it, what does it matter that she doesn't know? Like at this point. <laughs> who cares? Who ca all the dogs. All the dogs, the could dogs know. The dogs can know. They're not going to communicate to the humans. Uh, Polly is not going to tell Molly. No. And she can't. She ain't take her pill. It's so stupid. <laughs> this movie is so stupid. It's so fucking stupid. And yeah, here I have the line here about there's like this heart to heart. Jack and Dan, yeah, they're in that you know they're trapped underneath. Yes, and, and they take the moment to mend their relationship. Yeah, it's just, but it, that's so much to put on a kid. I quit the force because I didn't want you to lose another person. So like, I'm gonna take a night job as a security guard and yeah. never be around because you're at school during the day and I work at night. Yeah, it's it's so backwards. Whoever was trying to put this plot together and the, and, and this relationship. I, I what? It's a, again. Some of this stuff is from a different movie. This is true. With the, this Molly probably gave him some Molly, and that's where we're at. Lord, this scene is from the movie that Peter Dinklage is acting in. Yes, <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. So much so. Also, when 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 Dan realizes that Shushan can talk, the way he delivered that he can talk line. Or shall I address you by your nom de guerre, underdog? It's Shushan. He can talk. All I could think of was Planet of the Apes, the musical from The Simpsons. Yeah. He can talk. He can talk. He can talk. <laughs> I can sing. He can talk. 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 I can sing. Oh, help me, Dr. Sayus. Dr. Sayus, Dr. Sayus. Dr. Sayus, Dr. Sayus. Because my mind was allowed to wander because this movie is not great. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, peeling back the curtain a little bit. We've been talking, Josh and I, for real time an hour. Yeah. At this point. And we're still only getting into part four. Yeah. I hate this. I do too. <laughs> I mean, we keep getting distracted. 
by ourselves anything else by the a- dog anything else oh my yep. god can we let, let's just let's let's get out of here let's do it at city hall bar sinister takes the mayor hostage and instructs cad to attach a bomb rigged with a mind control serum to the roof molly and polly follow cad shoeshine smells of the bomb and conquering his self-doubt enters the building despite having lost his powers cad discovers molly and polly and captures them and ties them up during a scuffle with bar sinister shoeshine accidentally rips open bar sinister's pocket and swallows a super pill restoring his powers Shushan temporarily incapacitates the German shepherds after he hears Molly and Polly call for help. The bar sinister ingests a pill and distracts Shushan by tossing a shield like a frisbee. When the German shepherds recover, Shushan convinces them to turn on bar sinister who has not treated them well. While they restrain bar sinister, underdog appears on the roof and saves Molly and Polly, instructing them to take the mind control serum to the police while he gets the bomb out of harm's way. After being reinstated and promoted by the mayor, Dan arrives and injects bar sinister with the antidote while arresting him. Underdog takes the bomb and buries it deep underground just before it explodes. Underdog tries to escape but is caught in the explosion, launches into space, and is presumed dead. Amidst a mournful crowd, Underdog revives, leaving everyone overjoyed. Dan is reinstated as police officer. Bar Sinister and Cat are arrested for their crimes, and Shushan returns to protecting Capital City as Underdog. Okay. I literally only had two notes for this section because I just stopped caring. Well, my first note here is, why is Polly on the roof? I looked away she, for a hot second, and, and then she, suddenly there was this whole- I think she was in the crowd and saw Cad going up with the bomb. I Again, I don't know. I blinked and missed it. They yeah. take so much time with bullshit, and the actual narrative thrust of this movie happens as in the offbeats. <laughs> yeah, it's so stupid. She's on the top of the Capitol roof. She's chained with this bomb that is going to release a serum that is supposed to make everybody obedient, but is not the same serum that he was working on for Underdog. Right. This is a different serum. Like, and as yet- uh, because he's going to get back at the city. I guess, but how did, where did this, what? I, nothing Listeners, makes sense. you can't see me shrugging, but I'm shrugging. Yeah, it's so fucking stupid. <laughs> they set a clock yeah. for two minutes, and this two minutes last 45 minutes. Yeah. I don't understand. I don't either. One of the only notes I had for this section, yeah. and I'm going to put a marker here because I, I'm assuming it was a funny, a funny moment, but it was how someone said, oh, God. God. I, think I, I think I made the note because it reminded me of Jennifer Coolidge. Oh, God. Makes me Un- want a hot dog real bad. Underdogs hurt. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Somebody give good. him a cookie. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, thanks just, for coming to our Jennifer Coolidge <laughs> podcast. Um. The Jennifer Coolidge fan cast. All Coolidge, all the time. All Coolidge. Keep Coolidge, folks. <laughs> <laughs> the fight was stupid. These three it's German so shepherds stupid. look like they're the same German shepherds from the bomb squad earlier. I think they are. Other. Why? Why? How I, did he get them? I don't know. How did he get them? Why is one of them perched up on the statue? I mean, I, I get that they can fly, but it doesn't make any sense. It's, uh, it's all just a, the other part of this, too. The police force would have spent a lot of money to train this beagle. Yes. Why the fuck is the police not looking for this beagle? Yeah. Or why is it that there's no... Again, it, it, are, are we all taking crazy pills? Like, what is the deal here? Doesn't anyone notice this? I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. And yeah, just the way that, that, that Dan comes in and jabs him with that needle. Oh, look who they decided to send up. The hero idiot. I prefer the term visionary. Oh! Oh! Dan gave Simon a taste of his own medicine, and not the fruity cherry-flavored kind, but the bitter, hard-to-swallow medicine. 
Dan's whole arc showing up to the mayor. Mayor, let me handle this shit, sir. I know exactly what he's doing. I know hey, exactly not what now. Doing. Under police business. I know this what they're doing. No now. longer on the Pipe force. down, chief. You're reinstated. You're promoted. Do whatever you have to do. Okay, Mr. Civilian, I don't know who the fuck you are. Well, like, no, presumably it was the mayor who fired him because the mayor reinstates it like he knows. I guess, but still. I, and it, but, but he that's looks part like, of the plot that was swept under the rug with the fucking broken plates and the chili. Yes, yes, that. And also the fact that he's just in these like stupid civilian clothes that are like, he, and he, it's fucking Jim Belushi. He doesn't look like he's, he's yeah. uh, up to the <laughs> task. I mean, and it's, the other side of that coin is it's just Jim Belushi. Nothing is special no, here. And he gets inside and he just jabs him with the thing. Like, uh, again, Peter Dinklage, or sorry, uh, what is his name? Bar Sinister. Bar Sinister, who ostensibly has superhero powers now. Well, he's being detained by the three dogs who have superhero powers as well. But also fly away. Yeah, I don't know. Like, what the fuck? They, they've stopped trying to ground any of this yeah, in logic. I, and again, they spent 45 minutes trying to <laughs> trying convince to you that, that all of this then, could actually happen. And then suddenly they're just and like, then oh, shit it out like a diarrhea laser right at the end. Oh my God. Awful. Yeah. Do you have anything else? Oh, just the fact that that phone booth got destroyed at the end. Like it was like the last phone booth in capital city, because again, 2007, where was there a phone booth that looked like that in 2007? Exactly. But the fact that like he goes in and destroys, there's so much, destruction of property in this yes and you know maybe maybe that's what we need we need a tv show that just follows damage control you know it was unsettling Mm. and i'm glad they waited till the end to do it yeah when underdog blew the fur off of riffraff oh yeah that cg pink rottweiler is gonna haunt my nightmares (laughs) yeah it was it was it was bad just awful it looked like a like Honestly, Riffraff looked like a burn victim, and it was not good. Not good. Not good. Uh, all right. And that was Underdog. Surprisingly, this film made money. Did it? Yes. It had a budget of $25 million and made 65.3. Okay. So, I, now, here's the thing. Pirates was made for a lot more money. Yeah. $25 million. Yeah. So, I guess I can kind of excuse the 3D a little bit. But Sure. This is still garbage. I still think that Disney came away from this going... Well, we made a little. Well, we made a little. Yeah. So the Rotten Tomatoes score here uh, is fifteen percent. Yeah. It, I mm. pulled a lot because they're hilarious. Okay. Let's let's go through this. James Rocarols from BBC.com. At just over eighty minutes, it feels not so much like a proper film as a piece of extended filler for slow afternoons on Disney's TV channels. <laughs> Accurate. Accurate. Anna Smith from uh, Empire Magazine said, despite. The talent on show, there is little to distinguish this from any other bland family comedy. Accurate. Yep. Merritt Ingman from the Austin Chronicle. The elements of this film don't quite mesh. The villains are cartoony, but director Duchow aims for soggy family drama in his father-son story. Accurate. Yeah. Owen Gleiberman from Entertainment Weekly uh, said, The endearing airborne beagle effects uh, help to offset the formula's twists. And he what? gave it a B minus. What? Owen. 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 Scott Tobias of the AV Club said, whatever the intent, the result is unfit for humankind. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. Uh, and then Jeanette Katsoulis from the New York Times uh, said, the lackluster story connects the cliches, but leaves the characters isolated. Underdog may have originally uh, been created to sell cereal for General Mills, but this latest incarnation couldn't sell frisbees at a dog park. 
Wow. Fuck yes. <laughs> yes. So, Jeanette. Thank drag you. Drag them. Drag them, Fucking Jeanette. Fucking drag them. Viewers, we're kinder with 42%. Yeah. There's a good mix here. Again, also funny. Five stars from Taejun S on January 25th of this year. Man, screw you haters, but I like the movie of And Dog Saves People and the World. I love it. Get it. Get it, girl. Uh, we've got one that is an empty profile that gave it us two stars in 2021. It said, there is a need to fear. Agreed. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, one star from March of 2014. Still trying to figure out why I watched this movie. Poor thing. In for 2014, he had to have rented that shit. Yeah. Oh, poor thing. Uh-huh. Uh, in 2007. Wow. Okay. Uh, one star. God, I hate how they're taking all old crappy cartoons from the 80s and making them into movies solely for cash. I mean, God damn it. Stop. Don't you have dignity? <laughs> like, also, uh, 10 bucks. Whoever wrote this mm, is probably around your age because they consider, quote, old crappy cartoons like this to be from the 80s when they were in syndication on Saturday morning and not from the 60s when they were originally yeah, published. Oof, yeah, yeah, I have no idea. Mm. Okay. Um, 2008? Yes. And in one star in 2008, this just ruined my favorite cartoon. My childhood was based on that cartoon and this movie just destroyed it. Poor thing. <laughs> I mean- Get alive! Not, not for nothing. <laughs> I hope you got the help that he needed. Like, sorry, they needed. I don't know who this is. Um, but you know, I really, I really do hope that you've been able to move past this because you know, I really it's just do a hope movie girl. you've come to terms with your sad, dreary childhood. Exactly. Uh, man, my well, childhood was a cartoon dog, and or, you ruined it. Or just it. pick a different cartoon. Pick, uh, pick a different nose. Pick something. Yeah. So let's talk about the awards. None. Um, yeah. <laughs> so there was merchandise from this film released in July of 2007, including an underdog original soundtrack from Hollywood Records. And books from Disney Publishing Worldwide. So they were they were intending for this to be something. Something. Because this next item. Uh, a video game was originally going to be released for Xbox 360 and PlayStation 3, but was canceled due to its critical and financial failure. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. This is the fifth Disney film to be based on a TV show that was non-Disney before, the first four being George of the Jungle, which we've covered, Mr. Magoo, My Favorite Martian, and Inspector Gadget, which we have also covered. We have uh, uh, arguably better than this. Yeah, actually, because it was funny. There was and 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 again, the people uh, go back and listen to Inspector Gadget. It was a it was a fun ride, but like goofy, but a fun ride. Yeah, the, this this movie is trash. Trash. I, I mean, couldn't recommend it. Don't don't watch. Would it. change the channel. Yeah, don't. Honestly, uh, so, you know what, Disney, if you're listening, um, I know that you are. The uh. uh you're you're wanting to trim the fat from your platform? Get rid of this movie. Yeah, this is one you can get rid of. <laughs> this is one you can get rid of. Save some save some of the series. Save some of the series. That we can't see anywhere else. Yeah. And Chuck Underdog. And Chuck Underdog. My God. You probably don't need to be paying any of these residuals anymore. Nothing. No one's watching it. If Patrick, it's not making you money, Chuck. Jinklage, it. Patrick, uh, Anna Nicole, not Anna Nicole. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Anna Ferris? No, Amy not. Adams. Amy Adams? I'm leaving all of that in. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Anna Nicole Smith. Oh, man. Yeah, I don't think, again, they wouldn't miss Ooh, it. Ooh, good drag name. Mana Nicole Smith. Mana Nicole Smith. <laughs> Shantae, you stay. Shantae, you stay. All right. 
I I got nothing else. Yeah. Uh, if they, uh, what's your socials? It's almost homophobic that we watch this Pride weekend. Oh my god! It would be homophobic if anyone was making it, making us do this, but we did it to ourselves. We did this to ourselves, and we did it because we have a new beagle. His name is Franklin, and he is precious, and I love him. Yes. And honestly. The, it, it's all worth it for him. Worth it for him. Yes. Clancy, where can they find us on social media? They can find us at Nonplussed Pod on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Fuck Twitter. Yes. Uh, if you want to send suggestions, do so at suggestions at nonpluspod.com. If you think that that uh, Stan Lee slash comic historian episode would be a good idea, send us a note. Let us know. You can also do that by um, putting it in a, in a comment in a rating on your podcasting yeah. platform of preference. If you're, uh, if you're on one with stars, go ahead and open it up. And if those stars are empty, go ahead and hit five if you're having a good time. Look, yes, please. You've been listening for a while and you haven't rated us. I don't want to like lose you as a listener, but I would love for you to go in and rate us. Come on now. Let's go help. Why haven't yeah. you, you done it yet? Yes, please. That over there is my husband, Clancy. Over there is my husband, Josh. And we are non-plus. I didn't even have a song for this one. That this film has sucked the musical joy out of my body. Yeah. This film is homophobic. It, it is. <laughs> Bye. Bye. For the voice cast, we had Jason Lee as shoe slime. <laughs> For the voice cast, we had sh- Dan's teenage shun, Jack. Shun? Uh, specifically, Cad? 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 Shoe shine. Shoe shine discums. What's his name? Cow? Cad. Cad. Remember, you got to do the tape across the pelvis because that's where the the tape down tape attaches to. Yep. If you ever need a demonstration, that's a different podcast too. And you know what? Oddly, probably wouldn't be a podcast because it's a visual thing. Oh, help me, Dr. Zayas. <laughs> and remember to get 15% off your first loot crate order. Click our very special link in the episode description and use code nonplussed at checkout to get 15% off your purchase. Get your geek in the box. What? Geek in the box, girl. You're going to get us into trouble. I'll geek to that. Oh.